Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt, and I'm your host. Today, we're talking about playground thoughts. You know, thoughts are a weird thing. Uh, There are many different thoughts that were developed in us in childhood. Some were given to us by our, our family of origin, our culture, our environment. Some were developed by us. Uh, but these thoughts that we developed as children directly show up in a very interesting way as adults. So I'm going to talk a little bit about eight different thoughts that you might have in childhood and how it's showing up as an adult. And then you get to decide which one of these uh, is mine, right? So maybe one or more of these you're going to connect with. And what do you want to do with that? So how do you want to actually graduate from those playground thoughts into something that's more mature and that's going to help you find the things that you say you want in life, okay? You may want to write these down because in the future you're 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 going to notice more of these, okay? So so just write down those eight playground thoughts and maybe the uh ways that they show up in a, adulthood and then figure out which one is yours, okay? Awesome. Enjoy. All right, so let's talk about playground thoughts. So, you know, when you're growing up as a kid, there are all of these thoughts that you develop throughout life. Uh, Some of them are things that were given to you by your family of origin, your culture, your environment. Others are things that you kind of developed. You know, you go through, you experience something, and from that experience, you're like, oh, you know, this is how the world works or this is how the world doesn't work. Uh, You know, if you, um, you realize that, you know, as a seven or eight year old little boy, that every time you make a basket, when you're playing basketball, that everybody on your team is going to cheer for you. Guess what? That provides you great motivation to continue to become better, to continue to make those baskets because you love that approval, right? And the opposite is also true. So if you're a seven or eight year old boy and you're out there and you're trying your hardest, but for whatever reason, you know, you just can't make that basket. And you know, the, the crowd, Uh, shows you their disapproval, then at some point you're going to realize, ah, maybe this is not the thing for me, (laughs) right? And you might interpret that into other parts of your life. And if you try something and fail, you're like, oh, this isn't the thing for me. So how we kind of show up in the playground of life in our childhood really goes into our adulthood. So I'm going to share some examples with you today, but really what I'd like you to start doing is just notice and question your thoughts, right? We've been talking about that a lot lately, but I'm really going to ask you to think about how do these things show up in your life? Uh, As I share the example, uh, one of these, at least one of these is going to pop out for you. So I want you to ask yourself how it's affecting your life. And then are you committed to leaving the playground thoughts behind? Are you committed to finally graduating to a new thought? Okay, so I'm going to give you, let's see, eight different examples of uh, a playground thought that showed up in childhood and then how it shows up in adulthood. Okay, so see which one of these is yours. All right. So the first one is just the idea that, oh my goodness, he doesn't like me. She doesn't like me, right? Um, 
so as we go throughout, you know, our childhood, there's just going to be people who naturally gravitate towards us and those who naturally don't. And there's all kinds of different reasons why you can't be best friends with everybody, right? And so sometimes we can interpret that as that person doesn't like me. When in reality, maybe that person doesn't know you, right? I always, uh, you know, meet new people, uh, when I walk into a, a room to, to speak, um, I always have this thought in my head, they love me, they just don't know it yet, right? And so the playground thought is he doesn't like me. The adult thought is, so what? So what if they don't like you, okay? So first of all, again, they might not know you. Uh, they might not see your value, but that doesn't mean that you're not likable, that you're not valuable, right? So what? Um, the, the second playground thought is he's a bad person. Okay. So usually what, what happens here is that you have been given a set of values, a set of morals or ethics from your, um, your culture, your environment, your family of origin that says this is right. And this is wrong until you come of age and make decisions for yourself. That is what guides your life. So for example, if you follow one type of religion, or if you're one type of political party, or you're, you know, this is just how we celebrate holidays, right? You can look at somebody as doing something different than you. And as a child, you say, that's wrong. You're a bad person, right? If you don't go to, let's say if your family goes to church on Sunday and another family does not, as a child, you might have been taught that person is a bad person in some way because they don't do what you do. Okay. Now in reality, it, it, the adult thought is to look at everybody and understand that there is a measure of quote unquote good and bad. I don't like to think of it as good and bad. I just observe and notice like it is what it is, right? When we can look at people and understand, first of all, we're all doing the best we can. And secondly, uh, none of us is all good or all bad, and we're all perfect in the same, same regard. It's a messy paradox, I know. Okay. So rather than looking at somebody and placing that badge of shame or blame or guilt on them, we can look at them and say, you know what? I, I don't understand why they're, they're saying or doing this thing, but I love them anyway. Okay. That would be graduating up beyond those playground thoughts. So the next one shows up all over the place. Okay. And, and you might've heard this. If you were, have worked with children in any regard, you have heard this. So the, the statement is something having to do with that's not fair, right? That's not fair. Well, uh, you know, as a, as a mom, you come up with all kinds of ways to look at, you know, what is fair, right? So each one of my children are very different. And so at some point somebody has said, that's not fair that she or he gets to do this or has to do that or, um, you know, the, the, the punishment, right? Uh, and in reality, you're right. It's not fair. However, it's just because, you know, I can't discipline my 16 year old son the way I do my 11 year old daughter. They're two very different people. What is fair? 
you know, when, when you look around the world as an adult and you see, you know, uh, that's not fair, you know, it's not fair that that person makes more money than I do. It's not fair that that person gets to have a bigger house than I do. It's not fair that blank, blank, blank. Okay. A lot of our issues that we're dealing with in the world right now are because somebody says that's not fair. Okay. I totally get that. And I know that there are issues out there and we need to look at, um, you know, what is just absolutely. However, focusing on the playground thought of that's not fair never gets beyond so that you can actually do something about that. And then who gets to decide what's fair? Uh, you know, there are, there are lots of rich people out there, um, that have figured out things, especially here in the United States. I know we have a lot of listeners outside of the U S uh, there are tax laws here in the U S first of all, that, that number one, you've got to get like several degrees to even understand them. Um, but when you really do some digging and start learning about it, you realize the tax laws are the same for everybody. And when you know them and you begin to apply them, you can see some of the rich people out there who, you know, somebody says they're, they're not paying any taxes. And while that, that may not, that's probably not the the whole case. Okay. However, they are following the tax laws and you can too. Okay. So what's fair in that situation? Uh, who knows? The next one, it's a little more nuanced, I guess, but some sort of, uh, I need to be punished. So as a kid, especially if you had some very authoritative parents, you might, um, wander throughout life and have this idea of, oh no, I thought that bad thought I need to be punished or I did this thing. I need to be punished. And it does show up in, in our adult world. Uh, you know, maybe we, we, uh, didn't do a perfect job. For example, the other day I was working with somebody and, uh, he could not get a project done because it had to be perfect. Now I'm all for doing the very best you can. However, it was like three days late because he had to make it perfect. And in reality, it wasn't perfect anyway. And, and it affected a lot of people. And so this idea that, you know, I, I, if it's not perfect, I'm going to have to punish myself. And I look at it as you're here to serve people. Um, sure. There's going to be mistakes because this is the first time that you're doing something, but you really need to get it out there to help the people. So your, your definition of perfect is that the project is perfect. My definition of perfect is that you're serving people. And, and so in that regard, as an adult, you've got to come to that place of, of quick forgiveness and acceptance for yourself so that you can do the things that are important for you and others. Here's one. Um, this shows up all the time with kids. I'm going to cry to get what I want, right? Um, it starts pretty young when, when children understand their parents and they understand if I cry or throw a fit, I'm going to get what I want. Uh, a lot of my years I was, uh, in early childhood, uh, education and specifically as a three-year-old preschool teacher. And I can tell you this, that three-year-olds, they know their parents. And we often had three-year-olds who would try to throw fits within the first, I'd say two or three days of school. 
And we just understood, um, you know, that gets them what they want at home, uh, but it doesn't get what you want at here, here. So uh, the beauty of that was that, that after a few days, uh, that, that behavior stopped because children understand very quickly what are the rules in my new environment and what, what do I need to do in order to get what I want. And so they switched with us. However, uh, you could definitely tell the behaviors continued with the parents. And so I'm going to cry to get what I want. The, the adult equivalent of that is drama, right? So this is the coworker that constantly and consistently complains to their team members and their boss. Um, you know, in, instead of saying, this is what I need, how can you help me get it? Uh, I'm going to have some sort of crying fit uh, to, to make you feel bad so that you can give me what I want. Okay. That's not helpful. That's not helpful for you. And that's not helpful for the people that you work with. This is also the, the people in a relationship who manipulate and control, uh, because they don't know any different way. That's what has always occurred in their life. That's what's always gotten them what they want. And so it's important for those of us who have not experienced that to speak up for ourselves and say, yeah, no, I'm not going to have any of this. And it's not just important for you, but it's important for that person. Much like we as the three-year-old preschool teachers help these students understand, nope, this is the, the rule here. And it, it took a few days, but they always switched, right? And so if you're, you're finding yourself in a relationship where there's a lot of drama, Start speaking up for yourself because it shows that other person there is another way to get what you want here in this life, but you're not going to take me hostage while you do it. Um, another one is I'm a victim. Um, woe is me. You know, um, something happens and it's always another person's fault, right? Um, maybe you're out there, you're playing basketball with your friends and you fall down and you immediately blame somebody for, for pushing you down. Maybe that really wasn't the, the thing that happened, but you have to find somebody outside of yourself in order to blame. That's becoming a victim. The same thing occurs, uh, here as, as an adult. I mean, think about that. Um, but in reality, you get to choose whether you're going to be a victim or not. Some people, uh, as I'm recording this here in the United States, you know, we're having economic issues and just kind of craziness. And there's a lot of people that are trying to, um, you know, prevent themselves from becoming a victim by hoarding different materials, right? So we've seen that throughout the, the pandemic, the whole toilet paper thing. And, and right now it's, it's gasoline. And they're saying, I'm going to be a victim because this world is not going to help me. And in reality, you get to choose to see things in a different way. If something's not working out for you, if you're not getting the result that you want, again, you can go back and stand up for yourself. And if you need to, you can leave that situation, but you're never a victim unless you choose to be one. Uh, one that I'm seeing all the time, kind of related to that um, blaming thing, but you are my problem, right? Some people wake up in the morning and they play the who's the matter with me today game. They never turn that back on themselves and say, you know, uh, how can I change my thinking? Uh, and so when we focus on the other person being our problem all the time, we never actually get to the root cause of our issues. 
I have a, a statement, actually a post-it note that is here near my study area. And it says, I am the problem and I am the solution. So really what that's teaching me is that whenever anything is going wonky or weird in my life, I somehow am, am in that equation, right? Um, so, you know, grander scheme, listen, I'm not causing the economy, right? However, there are things that I can do to still protect myself and get what I want. So when the, the pandemic started and I had 90 live speaking events and all the speaking fees get canceled, instead of sitting down and saying, I'm a victim, oh my goodness, the world is out to get me, you are my problem, I looked at it and said, okay, wait a minute, uh, all right, so I didn't cause the economic situation, I didn't cause the pandemic, but... I am the problem if I just sit here and don't do anything. So I'm also the solution. What else can I do? And I immediately started to pivot and turn things so that I can serve people um, in a different way. And now, my goodness, I, it's, it's a beautiful thing that I get to do in my work. But if I had sat down and, and still to this day, I'm hearing people that are just, you know, you're my problem. You're my problem. My boss is my problem. My spouse is my problem. You know, the, the governor is my problem. No, those are not your problems. Your problem is your stinking thinking. Okay. And you're the solution. So what are you going to do about it? So if we constantly stay in the playground thoughts of you are my problem and never graduate to, I am the problem. I am the solution. We will have a very different life. And then the last one, this is actually brought up by my 11 year old, uh, this morning we were talking about different things and I was like, Ooh, that's a great example. So she, she said, Oh, it's kind of like when, you know, you bring a birthday treat to school and you're passing out cupcakes and somebody that you don't, you're not really friends with anyway, or maybe you're a little bit of friends with, but they come up and they say, uh, if you don't let me help you pass out those cupcakes, I'm not going to be your friend. And I was like, Hey, that's a great example. Think about that. So in essence, what that other person is saying is if you don't let me do this, or if you don't agree with me on this, I'm going to withhold something from you. And, you know, some people can be very manipulated by that, that, that definitely shows up in adult world, right? Um, so for people who are more empaths or who lack boundaries, uh, they feel this one all the time. If you don't, you know, if you don't spend more hours at work, uh, I'm not going to approve you. Um, if you don't, you know, make me happy, I'm, you know, going to withdraw love from you, that kind of thing. And we're seeing this a lot right now, uh, just all across various issues. If you don't agree with me, I'm going to shout it from the rooftops that you're an idiot. Um, I'm going to blame, shame, and judge you. Uh, and I'm going to possibly try to cancel you as a person. That is the adult equivalent of if you don't allow me to pass out those cupcakes, I'm not going to be your friend. So just think about that. <laughs> there, there's so many issues out there right now, and we're not all going to agree on them because we're not supposed to. That's not life. That's not how life works. We're supposed to have unity through diversity. And the idea that 
you need to somehow educate or blame, shame, and judge somebody, make sure that they have all of the facts, i.e. your facts, before you can accept them as a person, is the adult equivalent of, if I can't pass out those cupcakes with you, I'm not going to be your friend. So please be careful as you're out there and around other people today. Um, ask yourself, you know, notice these thoughts that come up to you. Um, which one of these do you struggle with the most? Again, I said, you know, you're probably going to have at least one, could be multiples. How does that show up in your adult life? And then what do you want to do about that? Right? What do you want to do? Um, it's totally in, in your, your ballpark, if you will, that, that you can do something about this. Okay. Hey, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, I, I never take it lightly when you choose to, to join me. I hope this encouraged you. I hope this made you laugh a couple times. Uh, and, and I hope it kind of gets in your head and, and infects you a little bit. Because uh, this one idea could really change your life. So with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day. We'll catch you next time. All right, bye-bye.